You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about chapter 37 and 38. Next time, just as a heads up, we'll only be talking about chapter 39. So we're only reading one chapter. And this is because, without spoiling anything, chapters 40 and 41 go together and like 42 and 43 go together. Chapter 39 is kind of like a one-off. So we're just reading the one chapter. Just like we read four a couple of weeks ago. Now we're reading <laughs> one. But then after that, it's going to be two by two for a while. There will be some other times in the chap- in the future where we'll read one chapter, but we'll, we'll give you a heads up. It's just for thematic purposes, basically. Because <laughs> um, I don't want to like have go halfway through like a story or an arc or something and then have it be cut off. Because then you'd be discussing like half... I don't know. It makes more sense when they go together. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't be right. <laughs> so yeah, so next time we're talking... And I won't stand for it. No, I won't. I will not. So <laughs> next time we're just talking about chapter 30, chapter 39. That's all I wanted to say. Brief. Yeah. Yes, it will be brief. I don't know. We might have a lot to say. You never know. <laughs> we tend to talk a lot about I mean like I was like when we started the anime episodes I was like these are gonna be short less than an hour for sure like half an hour and every single one of them is like over an hour so <laughs> you know whatever we find something to talk about every time all right so let's get into our summary and discussion and spoiler discussion for chapter 37 and 38 so <laughs> the first page of this chapter is a filler sketch of Ari and Wogeta and if you have a collector's edition, there's no note, but I'm going to tell you what the note says in the Tokyo Pop one if you aren't fortunate enough to have it. And in the Tokyo Pop one, there's a long note that says, Today's the day, once again. Yes, it's true. Ari's taking a walk with Mogeta. Today's the day, and you know he can't lose. The mysterious creature, Mogeta. And there's a little note that says this is the theme song for the Mogeta anime, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, and there's a little note that says sometimes rarely, but when they remember, they fight scary enemies. And then you can see if you have the sketch, Mogeta's pointing at a can and he has a little like mark on his gut or his leg or something. And the can, there's a label on the can in the Tokyo Pop version that says today's enemy, which is really funny. <laughs> also, it says that Ari's full name is Artemis... Depanina Taios, apparently, which is why it's shortened to Ari. So <laughs> this is all important for the rest of the series. <laughs> it's all important information. Deep, deep Mogeta lore. <laughs> the, there's also a note at the top that says, like, please just don't think too much about Mogeta. Seriously, just go with it. Takaya just drew it because she felt like it. <laughs> but that's not true. Like, it's a running, it's like a running series in the background of Furuba. This is why I brought all this information to the people who don't have access to it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Ari's full name. Anyway, it's Ari's nickname in Mogeta. Personally, I enjoy Mogeta. Anyway, <laughs> I like that when we get to see the Mogeta anime or whatever, it's really funny every time. <laughs> I like that they animated it in the anime recently. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, all that aside, all that important information about Mogeta lore aside, let's start this actual chapter. So the chapter <laughs> opens with a boy with light hair talking to Kisa's mother, asking if Kisa is there, and he calls her Obasan. So I think, like, uh, it just implies that they're close, right? She explains uh, that Kisa went to go watch that anime with Torusan. Kisa really seems to like Torusan, and the boy looks a bit dismayed. And the only thing that I have to say before we move on from the scene is that Kisa's mom looks really good. Like, she looks happy. Yeah. <laughs> which is nice. I guess maybe things have been getting better between them. So, Anyway, we cut to a boxing ring on the next page where an epic battle is taking place. Darn, what a strong enemy, Ari says with a shock. Moge, says Mogeta. Mwahaha, are you frightened by my tremendous power, Ari? 
I may be in charge now, but even I will be ruled by my wife when I get home, says the evil-eyed villain in a cape. <laughs> ah, Ari shouts. Such an inconsiderate villain, taking out his family problems on me. Let's go, Mageta. Triple turbo charge SWAT. And then we see <laughs> Toru and Kisar watching intently. It's so realistic. Even the villains have their problems. But his wife must have her reasons too. What a complex situation, Toru says. And Kisa nods. <laughs> And then Yuki's like, the only thing that's complex about the situation is that you two are actually enjoying it, which is so good. <laughs> he's like watching them watch the show. Yeah, basically. He's like, not. <laughs> like, he's not facing the TV. No. <laughs> I bet watching them watch something is entertaining, though, because yeah. they probably react to everything. <laughs> I like how Toru's like, it's so realistic. It's so great. <laughs> Shigure appears and yawns, ready for the day. And Toru wishes him a good morning. And Yuki sasses him because it is nighttime, of course. <laughs> Uh, she so that Tori returns his good morning yes. without a second thought, though, even though it's night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you get to take the opportunity to sass him, of course, which is mm-hmm. funny. Uh, Shigeru notices that Kisa is there and is like, oh, there's a child here that looks a lot like Sachan. Should Uncle go and buy some candy? And then he pats her on the head. And then Yuki is like, please tell me that's a sleep talking, that you haven't developed a paternal streak. <laughs> so he takes another opportunity to jab Shigure. <laughs> Shigure asks what they're watching. In anime, Kisa says, I heard that it's good and it's popular at school, so I borrowed it. The movie I saw a while ago was too, Toru adds, and Shigeru looks thoughtful and concerned and asks if school has been getting better for Kisa since they saw her last. Yeah, she says, smiling. I'm doing my best. Mom, all of you, you're all here for me, and that's why I can do my best, she says. And then there's a silent ghosty panel, which is adorable, because normally they're usually, like, drawn when people are shocked, but in this case, I think they're just, like, silently contemplating how fucking adorable Kisa is. (laughs) And Toru then lunges at her and gives her a big hug and says, I love you. So many hearts, Shigure says, breaking the fourth wall to accommodate all of the cuteness. <laughs> and Shigure and Yuki smile. <laughs> it's so cute. Every time Toru hugs Kisa, I'm like, yes. <laughs> At that moment, Kyo returns and Toru welcomes him home. And he notices Kisa is there and is like, what, you're really staying the night runt? <laughs> and then Yuki's like, why don't you try being more polite? And Kyo's like, shut up, I do what I want. It's her choice <laughs> if she wants to be afraid of me. <laughs> She's just, just like another person. <laughs> He's like, every time I come home, <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. Yes, exactly. She's just nervous, Toru says. Uh, and she's carrying like a pot or something to give food to Kyo or something. Kyo suddenly looks shocked. He asks, You've healed? And she says, Eh, your wound, the one I gave you? Yes, it's all gone, Toru says in a bubbly speech bubble. Any scars? He asks. None whatsoever, she says, just as bubbly. Kyo smiles and then he smooths back his hair, looking relieved. I see. I'm glad he says. I mean, not that I'm trying to get out of taking responsibility. It's just that if there was a scar, you know, for a girl, that is, uh, forget it. I'm just really sorry, okay? And Toru is surprised and she says nothing and then smiles and blushes and clasps her oven mitt clad hands together happily. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyo blushes too and he bonks her on the head and is like, what are you smiling about? Uh, adolescence, Shigure says from the kitchen doorway. And then Kyo panic blushes and Toru is blissfully unaware, of course, that they're being teased. <laughs> Shigeru goes on to say that whoever decided the word for adolescence should be written with the kanji for green and spring uh, was wiser than he knew. But please, resa- please refrain from hitting on girls in my house, he says, especially literally. <laughs> Yuki sighs and looks a little annoyed and Kisa smiles. At school the next day, or maybe just some other day in the future, I don't know, it's hard to tell. They're at school. It's the afternoon. Yuki takes off for the student council. Toru goes to work. 
Uo sighs and wishes that it would be summer break already, and Hana agrees that they could hang out with Toru more, and then Uo was like, I guess we just have to settle for you guys, to Kyo and some other kid. Move your asses, boys. You coming bowling or what? <laughs> Kyo is like, can you ask more politely? And the other kid is like, I'll go, I'll go. I love bowling, which is <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> and they just like hijack these random kids. <laughs> Basically. So not surprising, really. <laughs> yeah. We cut to outside of the office where Toru works and she's walking down the street and here's like a plop behind her. And she turns around and sees a shoe on the ground and is like, a shoe fell from the sky? Which is also wonderful. Isn't that the inciting incident of holes? Just, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't read that book in so long that it might be. Oh yeah, didn't weren't there fancy sneakers that landed in his car or yeah, something? Yeah, and they, like the, and, and they thought he stole so them. So he got accused of stealing them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. As long as about to take a turn. Oh no, Tori's gonna have to go <laughs> dig for onions or whatever. <laughs> oh, I made you laugh for real, not with a typo. I'm so proud of myself. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to dig for onions. What do you think the crossovers of Holes fans and Haruma fans? <laughs> Just to say, now that you've all attended our first episode of our Holes podcast. Yeah, really? Oh, okay. Anyway, that was funny. Didn't expect to be talking about Holes today, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I forgot where it was. A shoe fell from the sky, she says. Hey, Toru hears and looks up, kind of like on this wall behind her. She's surprised and she sees the boy that we saw earlier who was talking to Kisa's mom. That shoe. Pick it up. He smirks. Pick it up, he says again. And she thinks he's so cute, which is hilarious. Like, no, he's not cute. He's being a dick. <laughs> okay, here, she says, and she hands him the boot. The boy smiles and then suddenly leans in and is like, what? You're seriously picking it up? You're so gullible. And she's like, eh. And then he continues, don't you have any standards? So if I told you to spit around, you'd do it. If I told you to jump off a cliff, would you do that too? And Toru is like, no. And then he continues to be sassy and is like, I came all this way to see you and you're not going to say a word of thanks. And Toru is, again, of course. Come on, he says, think about it. Based on your past experience, what kind of person would go out of their way to see you? Toru thinks, and then blushes and claps her hand together in happy surprise and says, Asoma, a member of the Zodiac? Listen, I don't know about you, Kayla, but I don't remember there being a little shit sign of the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a poop emoji. <laughs> You sure are slow, stupid woman, the boy says, and then he demands that she get him some food because he came all this way. And Toru says that she has to go to she Toru protests because she has to go to work and she doesn't have a lot of money on her. So of course then the boy is like, Oh what, so you want me to pay for you now? You're telling me that if someone has something that you want, you'll do whatever it takes to get it, even blackmail? I can't stand selfish people. And Toru Oz and ums her way through this conversation because she's no match for the sass of this child, of course. <laughs> And so then he demands to see her wallet to prove that she doesn't have any money or whatever. And so he grabs her bag away from her like an asshole and then comments on how cheap and dirty the bag is and then steals a notebook of hers. In summary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hiro Soma. Frankly, I doubt I'll ever get to see you again, but I guess you should know my name. Bye. Thanks for the incredibly boring time, he says, and then takes off. Toru argues after him that the notebook has a photo of her mother inside, but of course he's gone like the wind. Mom's been kidnapped, she thinks in a panic. <laughs> I I have to get her back. This is more important than worrying about my job. The the main house. Yes, if I go to the main house, Hirosan will be there. I'm coming, Mom, she says, tears well in her eyes. I finally got to meet another member of the Zodiac, but there was no time to be excited, she thinks. Toru, what are you doing here? A voice calls, and it turns out that it's our favorite bunny friend, Momiji, who's here to help, which is convenient. <laughs> 
we cut away to the dojo, which is really exciting. I forgot that the scene happened at the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Hiro has realized that Toru's mother's picture is inside the notebook. Stupid woman's got a mother complex or something. Lame, he says. Damn it, how many times do I have to tell you not to come in the dojo with your shoes on? Kyo yells and appears and chastises Hiro, which is good because he really needed to be sassed, I think. <laughs> Hiro tries to pull his same sass routine on Kyo, who just ends up threatening to knock him into the sky, of course, because that's <laughs> Kyo's way of dealing with the problem. Then Toru arrives as well, panting, and asks for the notebook bag. Hiro and Kyo continue to argue while Toru pants in the background. Kyo picks up Hiro by a shirt collar and threatens him again, so Hiro's like, go ahead, Av, you charge with child abuse, because, you know, he's, like, the perennial, typical child. <laughs> Hiro-chan, we hear? And Hiro looks shocked. Momiji has arrived with Kisa, so Momiji brought the big guns to this fight, <laughs> it turns out. Kisa says that he shouldn't cause trouble for, for One-chan. So stupid, he says, and then he throws a notebook back at Toru. I don't need this anyway. Kyo yells at Hiro, and Kisa is upset with him. Why would you... Why would you do things like that? I don't get it, she says to Hiro. Hiro blushes, and then he turns to her. One-chan, One-chan, why do you keep talking about that stupid woman? You even took my video straight to her. Why? I'm the one who lent it to you. I, I wanted to watch it with you. But Kisa, of course, explains that when he lent her the video, and then of course we see in her memory that he didn't say anything about that, and in fact, in the memory, he's like, yeah, I've got the Mogeta anime. <laughs> you actually like that stuff, Kisa? Go ahead, take it. It's not like I'm going to watch it. Of course. Hiro sasses her, blushing, his fists clenched, and then says, I couldn't be any help back then. You were having such a hard time, Kisa, but I couldn't do anything. But now you're always saying, One-chan, One-chan. But I, I really was worried about you too, Kisa. And Toru smiles. What the hell is he saying? Torikyo says. <laughs> <laughs> Kyo's head is too thick, Momiji says. And Momiji breaks it down so that even a, like a somewhat emotional range of a teaspoon like Kyo can understand and <laughs> says... Hiro is jealous of Toru, but it's awkward for him to talk about it. Kisa apologizes, and Hiro blushes and thinks, how shameful. I want to be the only one who can help the one that I care about. I see. So I was his rival in love, Toru says. <laughs> Toru's in an awkward position, Omiji says, which is really cute. Two of them are super cute in this scene. Yeah. She's like leaning on her shoulder, and then yeah, they're like holding leaning. hands. They're holding hands, and Momi- Toru's like resting her head on him or something. Yeah. And Kyo is still like, huh? Like, it's yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, Kisa asks that Hiro apologize, and he looks annoyed, and Toru's like, no, I won't forgive him, even if he apologizes, and then we see, like, Chibi <laughs> Kyo face and Momiji face, and I think it's just, like, a question mark speech bubble, <laughs> where they're like, what? Hiro-san has to accept punishment, she says, and Hiro's like, what the hell? You have to let me hug you, Toru says, and then she tackle hugs him before he can argue, and is like, moron, how is that a punishment? Momiji and Kisa chuckle. Now let's start over, Toru says. Pleased to meet you, Hiro-san. And then she holds up an adorable lamb. <laughs> so it turns out he wasn't the little shit of the Zodiac. He was the lamb. <laughs> or the sheep. Or the ram, as it says. <laughs> While it's hard for him to express his feelings now, Toru thinks, I know that Hiro-san is a boy with a romantic heart. And then we end the chapter with them watching Mogeta. And it's the same line from before. I may be in charge now, but even I will be ruled by my wife when I get home. And of course Hiro is commenting. So what are you saying? You mean if your wife wasn't controlling you, you would be a villain? You mean you never thought that it's just because you're incompetent? And what's that line supposed to mean anyway? You could at least watch the anime without complaining, Hikun, Shigure says from the background. <laughs> and that's the end. Isn't a lamb just a baby sheep and a ram's just a male sheep? I think so. So he can be a lamb and the ram. <laughs> He's a lamb ram. A ram lamb. Yeah. <laughs> a ram lamb and <laughs> I didn't think we were going to have as much fun this episode, but we've made a lot of good jokes so far. <laughs> uh, okay. 
the next chapter opens with Hiro complaining again um, <laughs> about how some delicious looking cake is too sweet. And then, of course, we see Toru's narration. Hiro Soma-san is the ram from the Chinese Zodiac. For the way he talks, you wouldn't think he's only in the sixth grade, but he's an adorable boy who secretly loves Kisa. I don't understand why they think that he's so mature from the way that he talks. He's such, <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> Sounds exactly like a sixth grader. Anyway, whatever. Kyo comes in then and tells Hiro to lay off. Toru's and his maid. You can't just invite yourself over and act like you own the place. Why do you keep coming here on your days off anyway? Kyo asks. And since when did the cat set the rules for this house? Hiro asks. You pay the bills? I can't stand people who do nothing but complain all the time. And Kyo is like, look who's talking. But Shigure comes in and is like, stop, stop, Kyo-kun. He couldn't at a rebellious age. I don't give a damn what age that punk is. If he's going to hit on people, he can do it at his house, Kyo says. Kyo-chan, Kyo-chan, how little you understand, Shigure says. And then he explains, of course, that the Junishi so rarely get the opportunity to flirt because they're flirting with danger, or whatever it says in his <laughs> speech. Whether our hearts lead us outside or even within the estate, we must be prepared. Just go with the flow. The fact that you get so worked up is proof that you're at a rebellious age, too. And Kyo is like, what? And then Shigure is like, see, you get mad right away. You have to build character and become a fine adult like myself. Fine adult, we hear. And it turns out that it's Michan, Shigure's editor. A person who can't make his deadlines is a fine adult, she says. It turns out that Yuki let her in. Shigure ushers her off as she continues to cry, and Hiro complains again. Kyo yells, and then Yuki thinks, I didn't think it was possible for this house to get noisier every day. I care, Yuki's just like, yeah, she's like about to kill herself at her gate, so I let her in. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Poor Michan. Kisa asks if Hiro hates Toru, or Toru goes to get them some tea. Kisa asks uh, while she's away if Hiro hates Toru, and he says that he doesn't. Kisa asks why he comes then, and then he says it's because Kisa likes her. I want to take you somewhere you'll be happy, he thinks. Mm, Kisa says, when I'm with Onechan, I feel warm inside. And Toru returns with tea, and Hiro glares at her and then awkwardly leaves. (laughs) Kisa apologizes and says that deep down Hiro's a kind person. You're good friends, aren't you? Toru asks. I always thought that Hiro hated me, Kisa says. Her turn now to be rueful. (laughs) There's a memory of them playing, a little bit younger than they are now. When I was still in elementary school, he would always play with me, but recently he started acting distant. And even when he did talk to me, he was cold, so I was really surprised. I was happy, she thinks. She remembers him saying, I was really worried about you too, Kisa. I see, Toru says, and then thinks, is this what they mean by a boy's shyness, (laughs) quote-unquote. She remembers what Shigure said about the Junishi finding love and looks contemplative. We see Hiro sitting outside on the porch, looking down, fists clenched. Toru's thoughts are overlaid over this, like, him sitting outside. But there might be another reason, too. The Junishi have to suffer so much as members of the Zodiac. Feelings that they can't break off. Chaotic feelings. Swirling around inside Hiro-san's small body, there may be something more painful. And then we see Hattori talking to Shigure in their smoking den, which I assume is Hattori's house. <laughs> Poor Hiro, Hattori says. He hadn't even imagined what would happen when he told Akito about it. He might have been afraid not to. I love Kisa, we see Hiro saying in a memory to Akito. In the end, Hattori says, Akito gave Kisa wounds that took two weeks to fully heal. Shigure, taking a drag of a cigarette, says, Akito gave her the old black and blue treatment, huh? Hattori explains that after that, Hiro avoided Kisa. And all of this was when she was just starting to get picked on at school. When the person you love gets hurt because of you, you feel like the most pathetic, worthless person on earth. It's no wonder Hiro didn't want to face her, Shigure says. Tori smiles, a wry smile, of course. And Shigure continues, Yes, Hiro is angry at his own actions and doesn't know what to do because he can't blame Akito. 
So now he's taking it out on Torokun. The irrationality of youth. I'm surprised, Hattori says. Shiguri asks, what about? And Hattori says that you didn't know about this. I thought Akito told you everything. Shigure laughs and says, in the end, I can't be trusted either. And then we see Shigure pictured with his evil smile that we haven't seen in quite a while, frankly. <laughs> Whatever we choose to do, mistakes we make, Akito will be the one to pay for it in the end, he says. You're so childish, Tori says. Yep, Shigure replies, a real brat through and through. And you're ever the adult, Hasan. And Tori is like, not hardly. And then Shigure is like, so Aya is? And then there's a little panel of Ayame saying, because I'm the king. <laughs> Are these in the corner going, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, are these three the only choices that we have? <laughs> Akito's anger, Hattori says. I'm worried that she'll have to face it. Yeah, it would be terrible if she went through the same thing as Rin, Shigure says. But she'll be out of the hospital soon, right? Yeah, Hattori says. So then Hakun can rest a little more easily. You know, Shigure continues um, as Hattori leans back. We really suck at this. This business of falling in love with someone and taking care of them, he thinks. Another day, another visit from the brat. <laughs> <laughs> so we transition to outside of school, another day in the future. Toru finds here. Smaller brat. Yes. <laughs> Shigure just called himself a brat. <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Toru's constantly dealing with him as a brat, I guess. <laughs> um, outside of school, sometime in the future, Toru finds Hiro and Kisa outside. And of course, Hiro demands that she take them somewhere and then pulls his usual long complaint and sass routine that he normally does. And some other high school kids walk by, and they talk about how conceited he's being and that Toru should tell him off. Hiro says they're right. I really am conceited. I'm so sorry for being conceited. I'll be good now. I promise. Please don't get mad at me, he says. He looks directly at the kids who are in earshot and says, If I were to say that, would you would be happy? And then Takaya blesses us with another classic awkward silence panel. <laughs> Ghosty panel. The two kids think, I want to punch him. I want to wring his neck. While Hiro <laughs> cheerfully says, bye bye, and they take off. <laughs> I thought that scene was funny. I totally forgot that it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toru ends up taking to the park, which Hiro sasses her about, of course. But then Toru explains that she doesn't have very much money. And so he, quote unquote, forgives her, of course. Um, it turns out there's a crepe stand. So Toru goes to get them crepes like a sweet person. Um, mm-hmm. And Kisa can't decide what flavor she wants. And so Toru says that she'll get both and share. Um, and Hiro watches the exchange. Or maybe it's Hiro who says that he can't decide. One of them can't decide. Toru goes to get the crepes, and then it turns out that Hiro follows her, and he kicks her from behind, and Toru is like, ah! He says that he'll pay for Kisa's, and that she has to pay for hers, which I guess is a step in the right direction, at least, you little punk <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, Hiro says. Why couldn't I do what someone as ditzy as you could do? And Toru has a question mark where a speech bubble should be. Um, and then Hiro goes on his usual way of talking, and then is like, what? You think you're so great? You can make any worries anyone has go away? You think you can erase pain or sadness? You think you can save people? Um, I'm not that important, Toru says, finally being able to get a word in. When you act so humble all the time, it comes off as pathetic, so give it a rest, he says. And then she's like, okay. Hiro blushes and thinks, I wonder if it had been her in my position, would she have done better protecting Kisa? I love Kisa. I wanted to be free to act on my feelings and wanted that person to understand, but Hiro has, remembers the past talking to Kisa. Kisa is in a bed or like a hospital bed. There's a bandage on her face. And in his memory, she says, I really don't know why, but Akito-san was really mad. Was it something I did? It wasn't fair, Hiro thinks. I got Kisa hurt so badly, but I couldn't tell her anything, and I couldn't bring it up again with that person. So I distanced myself like I was running away. I knew she was being teased, but I couldn't do anything, and I still think I love Kisa. It's not fair of me. Why am I so childish, she says out loud, suppressing Toru, 
and he looks angry and kind of upset with himself. I can't do anything. I'm just a kid. I'm even jealous of the girl who showed up out of nowhere. I'm pathetic. I hate myself so much I could die. Not like this. I don't want it to be like this. I want to be a much better grown-up, he thinks. Hiro-san, you are amazing, Toru says. I really can't think of you as being in sixth grade, she says, and Hiro's like, hey, I'm not asking for your help. <laughs> no, it's not like that, she says, and then she lays some Kyoko Honda brand wisdom on us. <laughs> Mom said that there are a lot of people who are afraid to admit that they're still children. They do everything they can to avoid it, so people who can admit that have a lot of courage, she said. Hiro-san, Toru continues, you can do things. You can be the wonderful prince who protects Kisa-san, because inside you, Hiro-san, you do have courage. The courage to do my best, he thinks. So you're saying, right now, I'm nothing like a prince, he says. <laughs> and Toru looks panicked. <laughs> Toru is an Oz. Well, he says, looking down, he would be right. It turns out the crepes are ready, and then Hiro ends up paying. Your little sermon was worth the price of a crepe, he says. <laughs> Toru smiles, and he thinks she's so embarrassing. As I walk back with the crepes, Hiro thinks... Uh, what does she mean, prince? How can she talk like that when she doesn't even know me? Will she take responsibility if I can't live up to that? If I can't become one? Kisa asks him what's wrong. Is he happy about something? And then we see him look up, smiling a smug kind of smile. Watch, he thinks. I'll become one. I won't fail. But even when I die, I'll never thank her, he says out loud. <laughs> On the last page, we see Kisa awkwardly and adorably asking Toru to come and play with them. She's like, I can't let Hiro make all the invitations all the time, which is hilarious because he just, like, invites himself over. <laughs> and Toru says, of course. A rival, Hiro thinks. That woman's my rival. <laughs> In the last piece of narration, I think we see Hiro thinking, it's up to me. And that's the end of chapter 38. <laughs> When I first started writing these notes, I was like, fuck Hero, I can't deal with this. <laughs> but then toward the end, I'm like, okay, fine. He's like coming around a little. <laughs> He's coping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is He is still a kid. He's He's written very much like an annoying sixth grader. I feel like his dialogue is on point. I feel like I was that annoying sixth grader. That's <laughs> why I can act his sarcasm so well. It's like, mm -hmm. are you saying that blah, blah, blah? <laughs> it's like so yeah. So yeah, so we met Hiro. He's the sheep. And or... It's been a little while since we met a new Zodiac. I, yeah, I guess it was, because I feel like the last one we met was Kisa, probably, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. The Tigra. So <laughs> yeah, I think that that was a good, maybe a volume ago or something. It was quite a while. It's a couple chapters. So oh yeah. I have well. an important question. Okay. Does that count as a fight broken up by hugging? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Based on our our stretching of the fights broken up by hugging, I think that it would be, because they probably would have kept fighting. I'm going to do it. I have the power to increase this counter. Or I could make it 0.5. Right now we have 2.5, because of that other time when uh, Haru hugged Toru. Do you think it's worth 1 or 0.5? <laughs> I think it's worth 1. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make it 3.5. Okay. Yes. I agree. Did you notice that uh, Kyo bopped Toru on the head again? I did. I couldn't remember if we had a counter for that or not. <laughs> we do, but I also feel like there should be more. Like, I don't know if I was keeping track all this time, because right now I only have four. Mm -hmm. And I, it seems like there should be more, but whatever. Maybe I'll go back and count sometime. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yes, Kyo also bopped Toru on the head, and it was cute. And then Shigure asked him for flirting, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. you wanna, can we talk a little bit about Hero? Sure. First? Okay, so first of all, he is a ram and a sheep, or a lamb, as we talked about. <laughs> He's adorable and so fluffy. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I don't, so we met, we actually we didn't, 
we didn't learn too much about him. I mean, we just got his like personality that he's like a torpish little kid. But you're right. He is he's coping with um, knowing that he's responsible for Kisa, something bad happening to Kisa, the person that he yeah. cares about, that he loves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. And even before that, like full reveal, the, like a couple pages before when Victoria's talking about like all the stuff the Zodiac had to deal with mm-hmm. and just about it, like all that like swirling around in this small body i was like yeah he's just a kid i mean sixth grade is what 11 yeah i think he i can't remember what age they are canonically but i think they're like 11 and 12 or 12 and 13 or something like that Mm. probably 11 or 12 yeah Yeah. like we get some flashbacks to the characters younger but this is the first like currently a child (laughs) cursed by the zodiac kind of thing yeah that we see so that kind of hit me reading that line i was like yeah man (laughs) i'm gonna deal with all that shit when you're everything else like just yeah. regular dumb regular sixth grade shit child stuff yeah. yeah well i feel like sixth grade is and like you know like fifth sixth seventh grade that's like when people are little kids are really annoying like mm-hmm. i think it's completely in character for him to be like so <laughs> such a little shit like yeah. <laughs> that's my opinion um mm-hmm. but yeah of course on top of just like the regular stuff there's so many things that are going on in the family right and for him yeah. as a as a someone who's possessed by the zodiac, like he has to, you know, avoid people or whatever, like Shigeru was talking about. Like mm-hmm. they just don't get to have a normal life at any point, yeah. even as little wee children. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting that we get to see some characters that are actually still like kids, pretty mm-hmm. young kids. Yeah, because I didn't really think about like all the all of that when we first met Kisa, because she had her own like kind of separate issues going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Hero doesn't have. He doesn't have, like, issues with, like, his... As far as we know, at least, he doesn't have issues with his, like, classmates or school or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, all his issues are just with the family, so... Yeah. Uh, oh, and then we also saw him go... He went to the dojo? Yeah, I was... I took notice of that. I was like, how, how long often does he just hang around the dojo? I don't know. I was like, maybe he trains? Like, I don't know. But I like how Kyo yeah. sassed him, so Kyo clearly knows him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he actually is... Made a note that the too. dojo is on the outside, which makes sense since Kyo's going there and also, a lot. Like, but, like, I kind of wonder if that's... Yeah, with Cosmo there, because like I wonder if that's like kind of a, a place to get away for some of the maybe Zodiac members who have less um, can't think of the word I'm using like <laughs> independence, I guess like the not the younger ones. Yeah, like they can't just go out. Like they're not gonna send Kiro to like the mall <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're like, oh yeah, like Cosmo. Remember we joked or we were like Cosmo. We were joking about how like all the half the dojo is like kids from the Soma family and all the mm-hmm. other kids are like, Why are these all these kids with weird hair in our class? Or yeah. Like I wonder if they just like go there and hang out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other times where we see uh, other Soma kids at the dojo, so like maybe in the future. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he just goes there. Like maybe that's and it's probably in close proximity to all these other everything seems to be pretty close together, so mm-hmm. Toru runs there from her work, so maybe it's just closer there than to go all the way home or something. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he went there. But then I like how he goes there enough that Kyo has already yelled at him not to wear his shoes in the yeah. show. So <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. And then, of course, the most important thing I feel like we learned in this chapter about Hiro is that he told Akito that he loves Kisa. And mm-hmm. Kisa was then uh, attacked for that. So Yeah. Which is, I also, I didn't think that they mentioned that this early in the story. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought it was like revealed later. Yeah. So, like, just to put this in perspective, it's been revealed so far that Akito has hurt Hattori, Yuki, Kisa, and another person who was mentioned in this named Rin, a girl named Rin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, as far as we know, like, there's other, I mean, we learned about a bunch of different family trauma that's a result of, this, of the curse, 
But mm-hmm. so far, we know for sure that those those four people have been directly hurt or abused by Aikido. Yeah. So I feel like we're starting to really get, and, and I think like Toru's starting to learn more and more about this now too. I think that's that's why she's talking about, like, well, the Junishi. They all, not necessarily specifically that, but she knows things about different people of the zodiac. They all seem to have like these different traumas and mm-hmm. and issues, and so of course she. By now, she probably assumes that all of them are going to be like that or whatever. Like, you can tell that yeah. Hero's going through something mm-hmm. from the get-go. Yeah. Another thing that occurred to me for the first time reading this this time is that Hattori has to treat all these injuries. Yeah. <laughs> he does. I don't know where they... Like, they go... I think he takes them... Well, like, it's not like he... I don't think he's, like, their main physician, but I'm sure, like, when they're initially injured. <laughs> yeah. Hattori has to, and also like after probably like when they're recovering yeah. or whatever if it's that serious yeah Hattori knows I'm sure Hattori gets called right away if something happens mm-hmm. Hattori's yeah. also the only one who can drive so he probably takes him to the hospital too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in theory so oh I guess they have those like somewhat drivers but mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it's uh, Hattori has to deal with everybody else's crap basically yeah it sucks to be Hattori <laughs> yeah. like how Shigure is like you're the most adult and he's like no way but like he mm-hmm. probably kind of is <laughs> yeah Ayame like, definitely God, is it. Right. Yeah, basically. I don't want to deal with all your crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. Atori also has a huge um, kind of silent role in the family, I think. It's not so mm-hmm. explored so much in these in the series, but you're right. Atori probably has to is like first on the scene for mm-hmm. a lot of the time. We're the first one taking care of them. Yeah. And I like the, the kind of parallel with Hattori and Hiro, where he obviously empathized with hero's perspective of mm-hmm. like being responsible for someone you love being hurt and the like not being able to blame Akito. Yeah. I thought it was um I thought it was actually Atori who said that line and I looked at the speech role really closely and I think it's pointing to Shigure. So yeah, Shigure is the one who's like, Well, <laughs> like it's it sucks when someone you love gets hurt because of you or whatever and it's like like you would know <laughs> But Hattori, yeah. of course, smiles. But I mean, like, he has the line where he says, like, he's angry at his own actions and doesn't know mm-hmm. what to do because he can't blame Kido. Yeah, of course. You know, obviously knows that from first-hand experience. Yeah, we've heard that before. And we heard it from mm-hmm. other people, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they relate. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting how in Hattori's converse, in their conversation, Hattori was like, oh, you didn't know? I'm surprised you didn't know. I thought Akito told you everything, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So I guess... You know, we've seen Akito and Shigure together a couple of times. They have an interesting relationship, as we've pointed out before, where Shigure has this kind of, like, some kind of... I'm not going to say powerful relationship over Akito, but they definitely have a different relationship than I think some yeah. of the other people do. Seems to have sort of a privileged position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think this... What Hattori says alludes to that, too. Mm-hmm. So even Hattori thinks that. <laughs> yeah. About Shigure and Akito. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, of course, Hattori... Um, I think Tori, he says, like, well, he, he implies that he doesn't want Toru to get hurt. And I forget exactly what the line is, but he's like, I don't want get her to get hurt by Akito, too. Or feel like Akito's anger, too. Or something like that. Yeah. Which I think implies he's talking about Toru. And that segues into them talking about the girl named Rin. And Shigure says that she'll be out of the hospital soon. And that then Hakun will be relieved or something. So it's someone that mm-hmm. uh, Hataru is close to as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. So heard about another person. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that Shigure says whatever we choose to do or mistakes we make, Akito will be the one to pay for it in the end. I wonder mm-hmm. what I wonder what's up with that. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if I have something to say about that at this time. 
but mm-hmm. that was an interesting thing to say and he's doing his like evil face when he says it so <laughs> yeah it's somehow related to his kind of like special relationship with Akito, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that like Mumiji knew exactly what to do to defuse the situation. <laughs> <laughs> like, he seems to have pretty to <laughs> strong awareness of the Who's members who? of his weird family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. It's interesting that he knew, I guess, I don't know, I guess they knew where he kind of went, but it's kind of interesting they knew where Hiro would go. Like, I think that also kind of implies that he spends a lot of time in the dojo, too. Like, yeah. Momiji would know that he went there or something. Yeah, and knew that he would bring Kisa in. To... Yeah. I think Momiji's an empathetic... Yeah. I, I couldn't hear us, like, oh, it's the rabbits doing, and Momiji just, like, sticks his tongue out. At yeah. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also funny. And, of course, Kyo's not going to get anywhere with Hiro, because it's, like, the unstoppable force and the immovable object yeah. <laughs> and then toru is like the pushover so mm-hmm. yeah of course they're not going to get anywhere i also noticed that uh toru is wearing her ribbon from yuki again oh yay cute. i didn't notice that but that's cute detail <laughs> that pops up every now and then yeah it's nice mm-hmm. was she just wearing it as a single ribbon this is not that important but <laughs> yeah she's just got it like tying her hair back mm-hmm. you can tell us that one because it's got the little frills on the edge yeah oh yeah you're right Mm-hmm. She was all set to have a normal, fun day, and her mom got kidnapped right from under her mm-hmm. nose. It is interesting that she refers to her as being like kidnapped. I think that is something I wanted to comment on. Mm-hmm. Again, like, yeah, and she says like getting the picture back is more important than work. Than work, yeah, and... that was also interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think this just is adding, building on to her still having that, um. Not like dependent, but that deep relationship with her mother who's who's passed away. So mm-hmm. something that she's still working through. And then she's clearly very upset when the photo is gone. Like there's something like it really bothers her. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say crepe or crepe? This is important. <laughs> I say crepe. I say crepe. Or what did I say? Crepe, probably? You say crepe. Crepe. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what? And I'm like, a crepe. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to tease you for it, but I decided not to. <laughs> I thought that you might. I was kind of waiting for it. but Maybe she... I don't know. It's like a weird cross between like the American or like the English way of saying it and the French way of saying it. And people <laughs> don't understand either one yeah. way or the other. <laughs> like People never understand me. What a, I'm like, you know, a crepe. And they're like, what? I'm like, a crepe. Anyway, it's fine. Crepe. It's like a crap. A crap. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? <laughs> I think that about sums up the non-spoilery things that we can talk about right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, unless you're sticking around for spoilers, we will see you next time. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks for, by the way, we're, our new Holes podcast comes out. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler discussion out next week. <laughs> Who Whose onions were they in the end? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> We're back to talk about spoilers. Also, just so you know, my battery has like 13%, so we need to have this on the double. <laughs> and I forgot to bring my, my charger this time like an idiot. <laughs> it was a Toru kind of night for me. Listen. <laughs> Well, I'll start with the most important spoiler, Rin. Rin! 
I was like, wow, they mentioned Ren, Rin really early. Yeah, I forgot too. she I was mentioned this. I didn't family. realize that. I forgot this whole scene existed, really. <laughs> like, I didn't remember how they revealed. Like, I knew that they talked about Kisa being attacked by Aikido, but I didn't realize how they revealed it. Like, I didn't remember how that was revealed in the manga exactly. Mm-hmm. In the anime, it's different because you just see her get, like, slapped by Aikido or yeah. something. Um, but I then I was thinking about it when I was reading what Hattori said, and I was like, it doesn't seem like a slap would take two weeks to heal, so... Yeah, I'm sure it's implied that there's more um, mm-hmm. done to her in the manga. So, so yeah, remember we talked about before that uh, in the spoiler section before that we were trying to figure out if Kisa was being bullied around the same time mm-hmm. as if she was uh, like abused by Akito first or if it was later. And so this has confirmed that, which is good. Yeah. We got our story straight. Yep. Yep. And, so, and you're right. Yeah, she's beaten up by Akito and then Hiro withdrew and then she started getting teased and so she didn't have her friend anymore exactly yeah she didn't have anybody to go to anymore which is really sad mm-hmm. and so she withdrew that is indeed the most important spoiler <laughs> mm-hmm. and they yeah. were like i don't want what happened to rin to happen to her and it's like yeah nobody wants that this yeah. is uh and they said oh she's gonna get out of the hospital soon like holy shit mm-hmm. this is the time yeah. when akito pushed her out the window right i think so yeah okay I was like, oh, that's happening now? <laughs> like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's it's kind of my feet into some of Haru's whole thing where he's talking about, like, worrying about people being his personality. Yeah, I wonder. In, in recent chapters, but yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Well, I don't think, I don't know if even Yuki knows about that. I think Yuki was the one who was like, oh, you're just worried about people. No, but I think, it, yeah, but him saying that, like, yeah. I think he might be kind of... <laughs> extending his worry at the moment because he's currently worrying a lot about Rin. (laughs) I'm sure. Like, if that was the same time frame, like, that was only last chapter? Last two chapters, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's... No, 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 I guess it was the two before because the last two was Yame, right? They're going to the shop. But whatever, it's, like, right before that, right after the cat. So it's probably around the same time. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) Haru's probably like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What do I do? (laughs) Like, everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. Rin is Rin's hurt. Yuki's sad. Mm-hmm. Hero's being a dick. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize those things all happened around the same time, so it's interesting to see. I joked about Hero being a little shit, <laughs> which he was. Mm-hmm. I strongly feel for most of this episode, but I can't wait for him to get older and be like nicer at the end of the series. Like he's yeah, he's a character that I really like a lot, actually. Yeah, even like just by the time of the beach episodes, he's yeah. much more much more tolerable. The only thing that he does that's not very tolerable is that he sasses Toru about her mom. But I mean, mm-hmm. he kind of needs that for development, so yeah, he has to be that guy. <laughs> and I think it's interesting how, so like at this point, Kisa doesn't know. Well, maybe she like has an inkling of how he feels about her, but I don't think she. He hasn't actually said how he feels about her, right? No. Okay, not to her, just to Akito. Yeah. I also forgot that this conversation happened between Hattori and Shigure. I think I might have said that before. So, mm-hmm. but like, it's interest. This that conversation is super interesting. I was like pages and pages of hero complaining dialogue, and then I got to there, and I was like, whoa, 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 what is this? <laughs> I thought it, there were some interesting like revelations about Shigure and Akito's relationship that we sort of alluded to very in a, trying to in a non spoilery way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of interesting how Hattori is like, oh, Akito tells you everything. Like, he assumes that they have a really close relationship. And mm-hmm. I wonder if there's something to be said for that. I really don't know how to interpret that. Whatever we choose to do, mistakes we make, Akito will pay, be the one to pay for it in the end. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's up with that. I guess maybe it's just supposed to allude to their bond, but it's not very clear. 
Yeah, I think he might be just alluding to like that Akito's just making everything worse for herself. Yeah, maybe like, that's true. Her like desperation to keep everyone close, mm-hmm. just driving them all away. Yeah, driving mm-hmm. them to people who actually care about them and love them. Yeah, I mean, I guess Akito but, cares about them, but yeah, just <laughs> in a way, <laughs> very messed up way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what's interesting. That conversation ended with Shigeru saying, "Like we all really suck at this." Talking yeah. about like, <laughs> like Having loving people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting too. I was like, mm-hmm. "That's cool. It's an interesting thing yeah. to say." Mm-hmm. Did you have any other spoilery things to say? Just a couple, like tiny things. Okay. Like, um, like when the Kyo and Toru are doing their little thing, and you see like mm-hmm. Kisa kind of watching them and smiling mm-hmm. afterward. It kind of just kind of made me think of the later bit when she like. <laughs> Like wants to get to know Kyo because Toru likes him and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, he's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> he can be nice. He's just like purposely yeah. mean to her. He's like, oh, yeah. we're staying over here, runt. <laughs> and Yuki is like, what the? Even Yuki's like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just... I, th- I think he's just really tired of coming home and finding people in his Probably. dining room. <laughs> Probably. He's like, they're already like, again. <laughs> I like how Yuki was like, I didn't think this house could get any louder <laughs> or whatever he yeah. says. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. Poor Yuki and Kyo. They just want to be quiet. They want things to be quiet. They want to fly under the radar. And there's fucking people visiting them all the time. <laughs> loud. Mm-hmm. Trying to hang themselves on their gates. Yes, arguing. <laughs> <laughs> trying to slit their wrists on the, their front, their front yeah. door. The box cutter. <laughs> With the box cutter. Breaking their walls. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always chaos. <laughs> I feel like um, Hero's an interesting character. This is not really a spoiler, I guess. But he's... um. But also, I feel like very realistic. Like he's clearly dealing with a bunch of stuff internally, and he wants he's yeah. he longs to be this person that he doesn't really know how to be. I think just because mm-hmm. he's like a little kid, right? Yeah. Like I mean, that's like just at the age where you like start to become a person, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like aware of other people, mm-hmm. so he's like aware of all the problems that he has dealing with other people, but he doesn't know what to do to like fix them yet. He's kind of in the same state as Kyo. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. Because, yeah. like, when Kyo, you know, Shiguru is like, you gotta hurt people and learn from them or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the same place that Hiro is at. So it's kind of funny that when they're explaining, Momiji is like, oh, Hiro is jealous. And Kyo's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's kind of funny to me. I thought it was the whole scene where they're explaining that and Toru and Momiji are like, he's he's jealous. And <laughs> Toru is like, mm-hmm. Or Toru's in an awkward spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really cute. It was funny and apt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Momiji and Toru's little cuteness in that scene made me think of their future uh, mm-hmm. developments. Non- non-romance, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> their one-sided <laughs> relationship, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Momiji's still getting away with a lot. Yeah. I was looking at the scene and trying to figure out if any- everybody looks taller. Because it's been like a year since the beginning of the series. More than a year. Mm-hmm. I think Momiji looks taller. He's almost the same height as Toru now. Yeah. And Kyo's getting taller. I think he's about the same differences in height from Toru. It was interesting that Michan came back also. It's kind of yeah. through in there. I wonder if there's like something you can say overall about these chapters. Like Hiro is uh well, let's see what we can say in five percent of my battery. <laughs> Hiro's Hero is a kid. He wants to he like desperately wants to grow up. Mm-hmm. And then you have like this contrast, this uh discussion with between Shigure and Hatori where Shigure is like, I'm a brat or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's funny because earlier he's like you could be a fine adult like me so like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and they're like both talking about like basically having neither of them feels like the adult Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Which I think is accurate. I don't feel like an adult. No. <laughs> We're their age, so. <laughs> I feel like a, more of an adult than a teenager. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, when I briefly taught the, like, first year, I was like, whatever, first-year college students aren't that different from, like, a 25-year-old, but no, they really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I have some, like, pretty young coworkers. I'm like, oh, yeah. you guys are babies sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Some... But then I'm like, oh, I, it's like I shouldn't be the, the most adult person in the room. What's going on? <laughs> uh, well, it's hard being it's hard being in your twenties, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We have our thirties to look forward to. Maybe we'll be adults yeah. then. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a whole kind of like theme that runs through about like the knowledge drop that we got, which I still think is kind of like representing things that Takaya wants us to understand about the series. What Toru's mother said in her memory was that uh, there are a lot of people who are afraid to admit that they're still children. They do everything they can to avoid it. So people who can admit that have a lot of courage, which is mm-hmm. interesting. I do think that carries through this theme where Shiguri is like, oh, of course I'm a child. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's courageous of him. I think he just yeah. admits to being childish. Like he uses that in, as an excuse for his behavior or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I do think there's a theme throughout the whole series of just like what it means to like grow up and mature and be an adult and stuff for sure this is just another facet of that from a taking a step back to a really young time which we don't normally get that perspective i guess because like all the kids are usually like like it's interesting how heroes like you're so dumb all the time to toru but then people Mm -hmm. like kyo and yuki they're a lot more compassionate so they never say they never say stuff like that Mm -hmm. like they recognize that's who she is and that she has different qualities hero like latches onto that right yeah with a laser beam Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's very interesting and like picks on everybody's kind of weaknesses too i think Mm -hmm. like he even said actually we talked about before like yuki and kyo saying like i hate people who depend on other people like the lake house Mm -hmm. and then hero is like are you saying that you make the rules do you pay the bills like you don't Mm -hmm. why do you get to make all the decisions here cat like which is also interesting kind of also a call out to him being uh kyo being seen as an outsider again and Mm -hmm. being looked down on He's like, when did the cat get to make these decisions? So it was an yeah. interesting call out too. I forgot to mention that earlier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Hero is another character who comes back and serves up more things for people to be uncomfortable about. So yeah, doesn't even have that like thing toward the end when he's like the one to like out really bring up like the cat being locked up or whatever, and they're like, you sure go for the uncomfortable thing everyone's trying <laughs> to avoid talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does say that at the end, doesn't he? Like really, really mm-hmm. right at the end. Before their curses mm-hmm. all break, I guess. Yeah. He's like, how is this going to work out? And they're all like, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. Try not to think about it. <laughs> We've been trying to, to appreciate our position, but not think about that for years, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also part of him growing up, though. I feel like Hero is the kind of person who recognizes injustice in the world. and then, But he, mm-hmm. at this point, he doesn't know what to do about it. But then later, I think he has better. Yeah. Um, a better grasp on how to handle other people. Mm-hmm. including babies you know so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's interesting he's a, i'm just excited to see his development from being such an annoying character to the like mm-hmm. kind of really kind and and caring and empathetic teen that he becomes later so mm-hmm. okay is there any other spoilery things that you'd like to say um, i don't think so okay good because i have two percent battery so <laughs> we have to go <laughs> okay Thank you all for listening. Thank you so much for listening through all our <laughs> rambling and meandering <laughs> of topics. Talking about holes. <laughs> yeah, talking about holes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> Last week it before it was Nads, now it's holes. <laughs> I was gonna say I said something like our podcast is about holes, or we kept saying stuff about holes, and I was like, you could probably make a joke out of that, and then I just moved on. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening, and could please continue to send us asks and stuff. It's really nice. I enjoy them, so I really appreciate it. Anyway, I have literally 1% battery left, so, <laughs> so I'm going to go now. <laughs> okay. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> we cut to outside of the office where Tori works, and she's walking down the street, and here's like a plop behind her. And she turns around and sees a shoe on the ground and is like, a shoe fell from the sky? Which is also wonderful. Isn't that the inciting incident of holes? Just, is it? <laughs> I just haven't read that book in so long that it might be. Oh, yeah, didn't weren't there fancy sneakers that landed in his car or yeah, something? Yeah, and they, like, and, and they thought he stole so them. So he got accused of stealing them. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Longest about to take a turn. Oh, no, Tori's going to have to go <laughs> dig for onions or whatever. <laughs> oh, I made you laugh for real, not with a typo. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> complicated plot so i kind of forget what happens but he has to go to don't they have to go to camp and then they go to like a prison camp and they have to dig the warden's making them dig the warden also has nail polish that has rattlesnake venom in it for some reason Mm -hmm. and they have to dig and dig and dig and then somehow they end up him and that other kid end up escaping and then aren't they like tied together or some shit and they end up like climbing up a they get stuck out in the desert and they they find like a bunch of pickled onions and so then they live off pickled onions and they somehow make it back to camp didn't they find i don't know whatever was that Mm -hmm. the treasure that she wanted or something i forget anyway the point is everything's fine in the end and then doesn't the dad make the non-smelly the shoe shoe deodorizer with the onion (laughs) (laughs) i remembered something from sixth grade i can't do math but i can remember story summaries (laughs) is that is that what happened (laughs) that's what i remember it's the whole um oh i miss the actual section, yeah the, but... <laughs> the the flashback is just like the teacher and the uh, was he like a freed he was african-american right am i not remembering that right that. <laughs> huh i can fix that <laughs> right and what he really meant was i love you i mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the crossover is of holes fans and rumors fans <laughs> Just to say, now that you've all attended our first episode of our Holes podcast. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's the summary for the kickoff. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, that was funny. Didn't expect to be talking about Holes today, but whatever.